All right. Welcome back. That was a quick break, wasn't it? That was a really quick one. And and so we are going to be welcoming Father Augustin Tron into the hot seat. He is a teacher at Blessed Trinity High School. He is a great homilist. We know that all good things begin with prayer. So would you lead us in a prayer for this next hour? Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Direct, we beseech thee, O Lord, all our actions by thy holy inspirations, and carry them on by thy gracious assistance, that every prayer and work of ours may begin always from thee, and by thee be happily ended through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Seed of wisdom, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right, so before we get started, a couple rules. Not not really rules, just a couple things that we do to keep things interesting around <laughs> mm-hmm. here. So you see this bell right here, uh-huh. okay? We get to ring the bell for two reasons. First of all, if we get somebody that calls in and says that they want to be a founder, and a founder says that they will give $100 a month for 36 months, we wow. ring the bell. And we've had maybe four of those today. We've had a few that have called in and said that they wanted to be a founder. So if you want to do that, then the number to call is 678-688-4549. If they call in as a founder, they get their name on a plaque that hangs right here in the studio. And forever they get to say that they are a founder of Catholic Radio. They can even put it in their obituary someday. So (laughs) they will be a founder of Catholic Radio. We also ring the bell every time that we meet a goal. And so our goal for this hour is going to be $2,000 called in. If we can get $2,000 called in, then then Mary is going to give us an additional $2,000. So we're going to try and get $2,000 called in. So actually, Mary said that she would match dollar for dollar. So I said that wrong. She has $2,000 that she wants to give us. She'd like to have other people join her in that. So every time somebody calls in, your money's going to be doubled. If you give $50, it becomes $100. If you give $50 a month, it becomes $1,200 for Catholic Radio. So every donation up to $2,000 is going to be matched dollar for dollar. All right? So we're going to do that. And that is from Mary this this hour. All right, so the number to call six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. When we reach that goal, we ring the bell. All right. Wonderful. Okay, so we are going to go ahead and start talking with with Father Augustin Tron. Mm-hmm. And you know, it seems like every time that I do one of the the pledge drives, not every time, often. I have the priest share their vocation story as we get mm-hmm. started. When people call in and donate, we ask, what effect has Catholic Radio had on you or your family? Every so often, I have a young man that, call, man that calls in and says he's more seriously considering the priesthood because of what he heard. Mm-hmm. So I like to start with the vocation story, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. and then we'll go on to the rest of the interview. Okay. Um, well, the vocation story can be, I guess it can be a bit long. Uh, I Usually when I tell it, I, I kind of go all the way back to the beginning because... I uh, I was born in Vietnam, and I was my parents. My mother had me baptized, but I didn't really grow up in a Catholic household. We didn't we didn't really pray. We never went to church. You know, my grandmother was the one who converted and became a Catholic. My mother's mother, and then my and so my mother was Catholic. And so when my sister and I were born, I think they had us baptized. But uh, regrettably, we didn't grow up in a strong Catholic household, so we didn't um, say a lot of prayers. Um, didn't really go to church. I, you know, vaguely remember maybe Christmas and Easter, but that was about it. And, um, so really for most of my formative, formative years, I really considered myself an atheist. You know, I was very much one of these 
if you can't see it, smell it, taste it, feel it, right? It's, it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of these sorts of people. And um, <clears throat> so when, uh, and when, I, when it was time for me to go to high school, I was, I was in the Midwest at the time. I was growing up in the Midwest. And um, I had had some troubles with the elementary school I was at, uh, kind of not fitting in, not doing well with the other students and the other kids and so on, uh, being different, right? This was back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. And so uh, when it came time to go to high school, my stepfather, he decided he wanted to put me in the all-boys Catholic high school in town. And so I got in and... Uh, this was the first time I kind of I was started to be accepted by people, by my friends. I played football. I was accepted by my classmates, my teammates, and uh, started to have real good friends. Uh, but when I was in high school, I always say, you know, I only cared about two things. And that was calculus and girls, mm-hmm. right? and not not always in that order. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, someone who only cares about cal- calculus and girls usually doesn't do too well with the girls. And so yeah. I did a lot better with the calculus, right? Okay. <laughs> so uh, even though it was a Catholic high school, I didn't really go there for the faith because I didn't, I wasn't practicing the faith. You know, I mean, I went to church when, when the school went to church and things, but I didn't really believe. Right? Again, it was, it, it was, uh, if I couldn't smell it, see it, taste it, I was very math science oriented, those sorts of things. So when I graduated from high school, it's time to go to college. Um, of course, this is in Springfield, Illinois. It's hard to go to a Catholic high school in the Midwest and not hear about the University of Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is one of the schools I applied to. I get into Notre Dame and I decide to go there. Again, not because it was Catholic. It really didn't have, any, have anything to do with that. It was just I thought it was a good school academically. Uh, you hear a lot about it. And so I went and really enjoyed my experience there, made really good friends. I studied aerospace engineering while I was there. Uh, again, you know, kind of the, the, the math science. Um, and uh, while I was there, it was very interesting. It was very culturally Catholic, right? Every dorm has a chapel. Every dorm has daily mass. Every dorm has Sunday mass. And so all my friends in the dorm, they always would invite me to mass with them on Sunday. You know, they would always say, come with us, right? It's just kind of the thing that everybody did. They went to mass on Sunday. So what they always invited me, but I always said no, right? And I never really told them why I said no. I just said, nah, I'm not interested. And I didn't go. But they kept asking me over and over again, right? Well, they were always inviting me. And I was, I was glad that they did that. Well, not then I wasn't. I'm I'm happy now that they did that. Mm. But I wasn't then. Uh, but they kept asking me. But the reason why I didn't go was because I felt like if I went to Mass with them, I would have gone just to be with my friends, to socialize, to do what everybody else was doing. I wasn't there to pray because I didn't believe in God. I wasn't there to... Um, to talk to him, or I wouldn't really pay attention to the worship. And I kind of felt like I would have tainted the experience because I wasn't there for the right reason, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to do that because I knew it was something special to them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't go. Well, I get to, um, I graduate from Notre Dame, and I decide I want to go to graduate school. So I apply to Georgia Tech, aerospace engineering program there. I get in, I come down to Tech, <clears throat> come down here to Atlanta, I'm at school in tech. I'm, uh, you know, living off campus with a couple of guys. And for the first of my life, I'm, you know, I'm now in the heart of the South. 
And for the first time in my life, people, random people I would talk to would say, well, you know, where do you go to church? What religion are you? And in the back of my mind, I would be thinking, well, I was baptized Catholic. I went to Catholic high school. I went to Catholic college. I don't believe in God, but I guess I'm Catholic, you know, since I have all that in my background. So I said, I'm Catholic. Well, immediately, why do you guys worship Mary? Why do you think the Pope's better than everyone else, right? Yeah. Why do you believe Jesus is really in that piece of bread? So they start pouncing on all these Catholic doctrines, Catholic teachings, kind of typical. And I'm just like, well, I don't know any of that, right? I don't really even believe in God. I don't go to church. Any of that. I just said I'm Catholic to give you an answer, right? Yes, yes. So I don't really know. But it was interesting because something in the back of my mind said, I don't think they're right. The things that they're saying about Catholicism, I don't think that's what Catholics really believe. And so, purely out of intellectual curiosity, I started to read about Roman Catholicism. And I started to, because, you know, I at least said to myself, you know, I had all these really smart friends from Notre Dame. And I'm like, all these people are Catholic. They they believe in this stuff, which to me just seems so silly. It was just kind of for the ignorant masses. Right? Why would anybody really believe these things? It doesn't make any sense. If you know enough science, right, it will explain it all eventually, right? And I'm going to interrupt you there, and I'm going to give out the phone number because we got to get the phone lines going. Mm-hmm. So 678 688 Four five four nine is the number to call. Six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. We are trying to get two thousand dollars. We will match right now, dollar for dollar, up to two thousand dollars. So if you can call in at two thousand dollars, it becomes four thousand dollars. If you can call in with any amount, if you call in with fifty, it becomes a hundred. If you call in with a hundred, it becomes two hundred. If you call in with ten dollars a month, it becomes two hundred and forty dollars for Catholic Radio. Give us a call with any amount that you can give, whether it's one time, whether it's monthly. Mary is going to give us an additional $2,000 for every, up to an additional $2,000 for every dollar that is called in. The number to call is 678-688-4549. We really need your help. 678-688-4549. The phone lines have been quiet for quite a while, and we really would like to change that. We would love to change it really quick and start getting some more phone calls. We had a big flurry of phone calls for a while. We would love to see it happen again. So give us a call, 678-688-4549. We are talking with Father Augustine Tron. He is a teacher at Blessed Trinity High School. He is a homilist. A great homilist is what I'm told, and we are grateful. He's sharing right now his his conversion story, and we were at the point in your story, I think, where you're talking about how you had smart friends, but yet they were going to mass. What the heck was up with that, right? <laughs> right you know, exactly. why why would your smart friends be going to mass? There must be something there. There must be something there, and mm-hmm. so. I said, you know, if, if I'm going to poo-poo this religion stuff, I should at least be intellectually honest enough to know what it is that I'm saying is wrong mm-hmm. and, and to be able to, to have an intelligent conversation about it. And so just purely out of intellectual curiosity, I start reading about Roman Catholicism and seeing what it is that Catholics believe. And I, what I discovered was that it, it made a lot more sense than I thought it would. And it was what I call internally coherent, which means that if you're willing to accept certain premises, if you're willing to accept, you know, the existence of God and the Bible, then 
everything else seemed to follow directly from that. And so it was at least coherent in that way. I wasn't yet ready to accept kind of the initial conditions where it starts, but I could see that if you accepted that, everything else really followed and was much more rational than I expected it to be. And so that kind of began my conversion of head where I'm starting to read and understand it and saying, wow, you know, like I said, if if you are willing to believe that, at least these things do logically follow from it. Now, the initial conditions, I wasn't sure if I was ready to accept that, but a lot of other things did make sense that flowed from that. And as I'm as I'm reading, I come to realize that if I really want to understand Roman Catholicism, I have to understand the Mass. It seems to be at the center of so many things that I'm reading, so many things that, that, that people are talking about, the Eucharist and the Mass. So I said, okay, well... Maybe I'll I'll go to church to see what's actually happening, why this is such a big deal. I'm not there to pray, but at least I'm there to pay attention and find out. So maybe I don't taint it for these people just by, by being there. So I go, and um, I decide to go to church, <clears throat> uh, uh, and during the, the hour that I'm at this, this Mass— I, I don't know anything. I don't. I don't remember any of the prayers. I don't remember when to sit or stand or anything like that. I just kind of follow everybody. But I was completely at peace during this time, which I hadn't experienced in a long time. You know, I studied aerospace engineering for six years between Notre Dame and Georgia Tech, and and I, I I had this perpetual headache. I was constantly thinking about numbers and equations. Like my roommates used to say that I would spout out equations as I slept talked. Right mm-hmm. and things like this. And so when I'm walking down the quad, I'm just trying to solve problems in my head. I'm just kind of constantly thinking about this and just perpetual headache all the time, right? But during this hour while I'm at Mass, I'm I'm not thinking about equations. I'm not thinking about numbers. I'm completely at peace. Um, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. And so I said, you know, I didn't really understand all of it, but uh, but I like what I was feeling I was when I was there. So maybe I'll come back next week. Hmm. And so I start coming back every Sunday and just going, not really praying yet, but following along with everyone, trying to be respectful and just kind of paying attention to what's being said and, and what's going on in things and, and, and while I'm still continuing to read. So this is my conversion. of you know, Usually with every conversion, there's a conversion of head and a conversion of heart. And this is kind of my conversion of head that's, that's, that's happening. In the midst of this, um, uh, a friend of mine... <clears throat> comes to me, this uh, girl from Georgia Tech, and she says, uh, I have something to tell you, right? And you're the only person I'm telling. She said, I've found out that I'm pregnant, and I've decided to get an abortion. Mm. And when she said that, something in the back of my mind said, that's not the right choice. But I didn't know why. I didn't really understand what the... what. Um, uh, why I thought that, but something in the back of my mind said, I don't think that's the right choice. But I didn't really have the courage to voice it or to say anything to her. But she said, um, I've decided to get an abortion. I'm telling you because in case something happens, I want someone to know. I'm not telling my parents. I'm not telling his parents. I'm not telling anyone. You're the only person I'm telling. She said, I went to this clinic. Um, uh, I... It, I, I think she said on campus, but maybe it was just near campus. She said, before I get the abortion, they recommended that I get some counseling to kind of help me to be ready for what it is that, that uh, I'm going to face. And so um, she said, 
they suggested that I take my support group with me to the counseling session, and you're my support group, so will you go with me? Mm. So I said, sure, I'll go with you. Really? Wow. And this was the first, it's, I'm 22 years old at this point, and I've never had a conversation with someone about abortion Mm -hmm. in my whole life. Maybe it was because I went to Catholic high school and Catholic college, and everybody thought the same way, and so it just wasn't an issue that we talked about because everyone was on the same. But I never, I didn't, I didn't, hadn't thought about it. I, I had no opinion on it. Um, never had a conversation about it. But all of a sudden, when she says this, something in the back of my mind says, "I don't think this is right. I don't think that um, it is the right thing to do." But here's a friend coming to me for help, and I don't want to mm-hmm. abandon her. I don't want to say no. So. How do I help her? So I, I leave her apartment, and I'm, uh, 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 and I'm just thinking, how do I help this girl, and not condone what she's doing? Because I just don't think it's the right thing. But I don't know why I don't think it's the right thing. The the guys I was living with, if they had known, they wouldn't have had a problem with it. She obviously didn't have a problem with it. Most of the people I had met and known at Georgia Tech, they wouldn't have had a problem with it. So you know, I start wondering, why do I have a problem with this? Why? Why? What is the big issue? And so I start praying for the first time. I actually start talking to God. And, and saying, I'm going to interrupt you at, at talking to God. And I'm going to give out the number because we are at 515. And the phone lines are, are pretty quiet. And I'd like to change that really quick. So the number to call is 678 688 4549. Nine, You know, every single thing, and Father, you can speak to this much better than I can, but every single thing that we have is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. So when we give the, to Catholic Radio, it's kind of like we are thanking God by giving some back so that he can work through the airwaves of Catholic Radio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe that girl, maybe if she had heard Catholic Radio, mm-hmm. she would have realized Abortion was not the right thing. Mm. And I do think we hear testimonies of people who have not gone through with an abortion because on the way to the clinic, Mm. they turned on the radio, flipping channels, and heard something that changed their mind. Mm. It works through the airwaves. It absolutely does. Sometimes it's small things. Sometimes it's big things. But we can only do it if we have the airwaves to do it with. And Mm. we have to to consider whether or not the Holy Spirit is calling us to help in that mission of saving souls by donating to Catholic Radio Mm -hmm. and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through the airwaves. And if we are feeling called to do that, then the number to call is 678-688-4549, One of the really great things, I think, especially right now with Catholic Radio, is that you can get the truth, the Mm. whole truth, (laughs) nothing but the truth. You know, there's no fake news. You know, there's no twist. There's no spin. You can really, you know, it's the good and the bad, the ugly. It's all out there. You know, there's been a lot of things that that Catholic Radio has had to report lately that haven't been pleasant to listen to. Mm -hmm. But it's been the truth. And there's always a hopeful message. Mm -hmm. Because with God, there's always hope. So you always have that hopeful message that comes even when we have the difficulties, even when we have people who are considering abortion, even when we have people who are in sin in whatever way, they can tune in and they can get 
a hopeful message and they can get the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I do what I do. I donate to Catholic Radio because I really feel like Catholic Radio is a true evangelization tool and I have seen over and over again how it changes lives. Mm-hmm. So I would really encourage any of our listeners if you can just pick up the phone, dial it with me right now, 678 688 four five four nine let's get the phone lines going you know wow what a blessing we have to have father tron here to have him sharing his vocation story it's a powerful story and we're getting ready to hear even more i just Mm -hmm. see wow you know the fact that you were such a good friend to this young woman Mm -hmm. that you were willing to go and support her in that is amazing Mm -hmm. um and and yet the Holy Spirit is working in you and telling you this isn't right. right. This isn't right. right. And mm-hmm. and so we really need to help all of our listeners by donating to Catholic Radio. And who knows what the Holy Spirit will do with that money. We don't mm-hmm. know. It could be stopping somebody from abortion. It could be saving somebody's marriage. We've even had, I think it's 3% of the the people who responded to a survey, which I think is an incredibly high percentage, said that it saved them from suicide, that mm-hmm. they were ready to go and commit suicide and heard something on Catholic radio that stopped them mm-hmm. from doing that. That's so it cool. really, I mean, it's like I said, it's the big things and it's the little things. It's being able to have that knowledge that we need just when we need to share something with mm-hmm. our children mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, it can be the big and the little, but Catholic radio is there in order to bring the truths and the traditions of the Catholic church to each of our listeners. So we would love it if you would get on the phone and give us a call 678 678- Six eight eight four five four nine. All right, we are talking with Father Augustine Tron, and and also if you're out there driving in your car, somebody gave me a note. If you're out there driving in the car, Janice was saying that in Georgia now you have the the rule hands that you free. can't hands free. So <laughs> so when you get home, go online and donate, mm-hmm. or or call when you you know. Mm-hmm. Pull over to the side of the road if you want to. I don't know with mm-hmm. with traffic, you may not want to get off to to make a phone call. But but whatever it is, just just go ahead and give us a call and give us make a pledge monthly, one time, whatever you would like. We have this matching two thousand um, dollars, dollar for dollar. Any amount that's called in, Mary will add and match that. So if you call in fifty, it becomes a hundred. If you call in five hundred, it becomes a thousand. Up to two thousand dollars, she will match it dollar for dollar. Number to call is 678-688-4549. We are talking with Father Augustin Tron. He's from a teacher at Blessed Trinity High School. He's also a great homilist, and he is amazing. All right, and we are getting an update that that Karen gave a $50 one-time pledge. That became, wow, that was quick. It became $100 for Catholic Radio. Mm -hmm. It's easy as that. Can you call in and make a pledge of any amount? Give us a call one time, monthly, whatever it is. We are matching dollar for dollar. If you want Father to know that you hear him, give us a call. You do not have to make a pledge. If you can, that's wonderful. But if you want to just say, Father, we hear you and we love you and thank you for doing what you're doing, then give us a call. And we will we won't say your last name on the air. We just say first name, but we'll let him see the last name so that he knows that you called in in support of him. So again, the number to call 678 
4549. Okay, so we are talking with Father Augustine Tron, the teacher at Blessed Trinity High School. Great homilist. We'll have to talk about all of that. Right now, we want to find out the rest of, of your vocation story. And you're going right now to accompany someone to an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. So uh, so before I finish the story, you, you remind me of something when you were saying about the, the hands-free. You know, you can just use, hey, Siri, and say, hey, yeah. Siri, call 678-688-4549, and she'll do it for you. You can just do it hands-free like that. And, you know, you said I've been teaching at Blessed Trinity. This is my 15th year at Blessed Trinity that I've been teaching. So I know uh, I've had a lot of graduates out there, a lot of students that I've taught. Uh, I hope that some of my students are out there listening to this, and if you guys are, I hope some of you will uh, find it in your heart and listen to the Holy Spirit prompting you and maybe call in and uh, just maybe say hi, but also uh, hopefully uh, to contribute something here to uh, to this radio station. Uh, I love the line I heard once Dr. Scott Hahn uh, used, and uh, I've used it when I've preached about tithing. He said, um, uh, you know, the traditional tithe is 10%. I'm not asking you to give 10% of your income to to, to Quest, although you know, I'm sure it would go to good use if you did. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we should try to make that tithe to different things if we can, some to our parish and other things. But I love Dr. Scott Hahn. He said, um, you know, we can be content with 90%. It would be contentious about 10%, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a, it's a great line. God gives us 100%. We can be content with keeping 90% of that, mm-hmm. or we can be contentious about uh, giving up 10% of it um, when all of it is a gift from Him and so uh, meant to be uh, used for others. And so Excellent. I hope some, some of that will come, uh, will come here uh, to help this wonderful station. I'm going to use that one. That one's really a good one. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Uh, it's not me. It's Dr. Scott Hahn. Yeah. So. Right. I'll, I'll give him credit. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, and I also wanted to say that Karen, when she called in and pledged uh, her one-time pledge, she asked that we pray for couples who need retrovi. So mm-hmm. can we, we pray? Retrovi, as I understand it, is for troubled marriages. Yes, it's a yes. retreat that you can go on if you're having a troubled mm-hmm. marriage to help your marriage. So can we pray for, for those who mm-hmm. need retrovi? Those who need retrovi. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Heavenly Amen. Father, we thank you for the gift of our life. We thank you for the gift of our faith. We thank you for your beautiful sacrament of holy matrimony. We know there are many people out there who struggle in that sacrament with the difficulties that they have. And uh, we ask that you uh, fill their hearts with the Holy Spirit, give them strength, Help them to find the courage to find programs like Retrovi to assist them to be faithful to those vows that they've made, not just to each other, but also to the Lord, so that they can uh, find the, the joy, the happiness that you want them to have, and, and finally, the holiness that you want them to have. For that's what that sacrament is for, to help each other to grow in holiness, to grow closer to you, so that they can be happy with you forever in heaven. We ask this as we do all things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, and our Lord, and through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin and her most chaste spouse, St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Again, the number to call, 678-688-4549. Okay, we really are going to get back to the rest <laughs> of, of Father Tron's vocation story. So we were at the point where you were going to accompany a friend for an abortion. Right, so she had invited me to do this, and um, and so I leave her apartment. We weren't going right away, but it was going to be in a, in a few days. I leave her apartment, and I'm praying for the first time. I actually start praying. I actually mm-hmm. start talking to God and saying, you got to help me here. How do I, what should I do? How do I help her, this friend that's coming for help? 
and not not condone what she's doing because it seems like what she's doing is wrong even though i don't know why it's wrong i don't know why i think this but for some reason i think it's wrong and i and so i feel like i'm going against my conscience by helping her and that's when i for the first time i realized wow you're praying you're Mm -hmm. talking to god why are you talking to god you don't believe in god what's going on here (laughs) and i continue to pray i continue to ask him for help and and then i and then i i kind of said to myself what's the difficulty you know none of the people around you have a problem with this right why do you have a problem with this and why are you struggling with this so much and what i came to realize was that it didn't really matter why i thought it was wrong i did think it was wrong which meant that by helping her i would be going against my conscience and i felt like if i was going against my conscience that was really bad, and God would not like that, right? And that would keep me away from him. And so that's when it really hit me that for most of my life, I thought God wasn't there, I didn't really need him. And then he kind of became this ominous figure that was just kind of up here that I was just praying to and asking for advice and help. But now all of a sudden I realize, wait a second, he's a very personal God, He's someone that I actually want to have a relationship with. That I, that I, you know, I don't. I don't want you to judge me for going against my conscience, for going against my conscience and doing this bad thing. I want to stay good friends with you. And so he just became this very personal being, this very personal God in my life. And so I just I continue to pray. I keep asking for help, and um, uh, and I call her a couple of days before we're supposed to go to our first counseling session. And I said, are we still going? And she says, oh, you know what? I forgot to call you. Um, I woke up the other morning. There was blood all over my sheets. I went to the doctor. He said I had a miscarriage. And so he said I was definitely pregnant, but I had a miscarriage, so we don't have to worry about it anymore. We don't have to do anything. Well, at that point in my life, where I was in my life, I thought God had answered all my prayers. I felt like there were only two bad things that could happen she has the abortion which i thought was bad or she has to have this baby that she doesn't want and i didn't think there was any way out of these two bad options and all of a sudden this thing happens where she naturally loses the child and like i said for where i was in my conversion journey and where i was uh, in terms of my faith, which wasn't real strong at the time, I felt like God actually heard all my prayers because what happened was natural and it, she didn't have to make the bad choice of getting an abortion, but she didn't have to have this child that she didn't want. And so I just, for where I was, I felt like God had answered my prayers and really listened to me. And, it, you know, I know now, many years later, as I understand the issues and things, that she had been on the pill for a long time and most likely that led to some of these things, you know, back then, obviously, I didn't understand any of that yet. All I knew was something happened very naturally, and it seemed like God took care of it in a natural way. I got in my car, I drove to the church, and I got on my knees, and I said, thank you, Lord, for hearing me and listening to me. And I sat back and just sat there for about an hour or so, and the Lord just revealed to me all those times in my life that He had been present waiting for me to say yes, offering me this gift of faith. All the Catholics he had put in my life, the Christ figures in Catholic high school and in Catholic college that 
even though I wasn't listening to them, they were Christ figures in my life. And it was because I was surrounded by them for those eight years that when this girl said she wanted an abortion, I had some inkling that it was wrong. That when these people were attacking Catholicism, I had some inkling that what they were saying wasn't right. You know, from what little I paid attention to in, in the, you know, religion classes in high school and theology classes in college, something sunk in and, and God had been there mm -hmm. through those years, placing Christ figures in my life, you know, helping me. And so, uh, Finally, I was ready to accept this gift of faith, and I got on my knees and I thanked him again for showing me all of that. And that was when I said, "Well, I'm I'm ready to become a Catholic. I think I'm ready to actually really start doing this and 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 worshiping. I'm already going to church regularly and everything." And so I go to um, I go to look for an RCIA class, right? And uh, my stepfather was Polish Catholic, right? Raised Catholic. And he had always taught me, you know, you haven't had your first confession yet. And so you're, you don't, when you are in school, when I was at that Catholic high school, you know, when they go to mass, when they go to church, you don't receive communion because you haven't had your first confession. You have to go to confession before you do that. And, you know, I said, fine, I, I can follow the rules. No big deal. So I knew I wasn't supposed to go to communion. I've been going to ch mass every Sunday. I wasn't going to communion, all this stuff. So I was like, you know. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I, I want to go, and so I I find an RCA class at Holy Spirit Catholic Church here. They didn't have one at Georgia Tech at the time, so I find one at Holy Spirit, and I'm in the classes there, and um and it's it's before we're supposed to be confirmed. And I talked to my to the guy who's who's leading the classes, and I said to him, uh, "Is there any way that I can receive communion?" He says, why, you know, why do you want to receive communion? I said, well, because I've been going to Mass every day, and it feels incomplete without receiving communion. So um, so what happened was uh, I was going to Mass at, at Georgia Tech, and Father Mario used to be the chaplain at Georgia Tech. And one Sunday, Father Mario says, I'd like to invite all of you to come to weekday Mass. And I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, Weekday mass? What is that? People actually go to church during the week? Isn't an hour on Sunday enough? Why would you go to church during the week too? And so, you know, so I was just kind of confused by this. But then Father Mario says, weekday mass is very different from Sunday mass. It's only 17 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm sitting here, I'm the engineer, I'm sitting here thinking in my mind, no, that's impossible. There's no way you can squeeze all of this that we do in an hour into 17 minutes. It's, it's just, it's physically impossible. There's no way to do that. So purely out of intellectual curiosity, on Monday, I go to, to weekday mass with Father Mario to see how is this possible that he does this in 17 minutes. Now, of course, right, there's no creator, there's, there's a short homily, all there's not all this singing. I didn't know all that. So I just thought it was going to be Sunday mass. So, and Father Mario, God love him, he said weekday mass in 17 minutes every day with a homily. With a homily. With a homily. <laughs> he said yeah, weekday mass in 17 minutes. But they were the most peaceful 17 minutes of the day. I, you know, enjoyed it. I was completely at peace while I was there. I wasn't thinking about equations and engineering. I, I, was, I loved it. So I said, okay, when I have some free time, it's only 17 minutes, right? What's the big deal? When I have some free time... Between classes, or whatever you know, I'll come. Uh, I'll come for weekday mass. Well, it only took a couple of weeks before I started planning things around the weekday mass time, so I could be there going to weekday mass every 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 day. 
So I'm going to weekday mass. <clears throat> I'm not receiving communion. I'm in RCIA class. And I said, it just feels incomplete. It feels like, you know, I should be receiving communion. It seems something is missing there. And so he says to me, well, weren't you baptized Catholic? I said, yes, I was. He said, well, really, all you have to do is go to confession. And once you go to confession, you can receive communion. So he teaches me how to go to confession. And the next Saturday, I go to confession. The next Sunday, I receive communion. And, you know, without any fanfare or anything, it was great. And started receiving communion every day as as I'm going to Mass. I'm going to weekday Mass, and all of this uh, is happening. Well, I'm going to interrupt you uh right there. You've received uh, confession and communion, so I'm going to interrupt you at that point, and I'm going to give out the number again, 678-688. Four five four nine. We're getting an update on the board here in just a second. Six seven eight four uh, six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine is the number to call if you would like to make a donation. We've had a donation from Karen and we've had a, a donation from Gina Marie, but I don't know the total. So any amount that you call in right now, up until the top of the hour, up until six o'clock. Every amount that you call in, no matter the amount, up to $2,000 is going to be matched dollar for dollar. Whatever amount. So that $50 from Karen became $100 for Catholic Radio. Whatever it is that Jeannie Marie is going to pledge, it will be doubled up to $2,000. If you give monthly, let's say you give, if you join the Dollar a Day Club, Dollar, dollar a day, $30 a month. Most people can figure out something to give up to sacrifice to get to a dollar a day. Mm-hmm. So if you can do that, it becomes $360. And then it becomes $720 because of the match that is being given to us by Barbara. So, or by Mary, I'm sorry, by Mary. She will give us up to $2,000 dollar for dollar. So can you give us a call right now? 678 688 Four five four nine. Given any amount that you can, we're talking with Father Augustine Tron. What a wonderful conversion st- or vocation story that he's been sharing with us. We are grateful for what he is sharing and, and sharing so so deeply. I mean, some some messages that that uh, maybe are are a little bit difficult and mm-hmm. and really sharing with us. And I I appreciate that because it's got to be touching some people out there who like you really kind of thought their way out of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. You know, they put too much thought into it mm-hmm. in in a sense. So now so now you're rethinking it and now you've been able to go back and you're able to receive communion. You're able mm-hmm. to, to go to confession and then mm-hmm. communion. Mm-hmm. So let's pick up the story there. Mm-hmm. Well so you know what 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 happened in that hour when I was with the Lord thanking him for answering my prayers is is I started to really realize that that you know Saint Augustine says that uh, those who don't believe in God have a reason why they don't want him to exist, right? So atheism very rarely is a problem of the intellect. Atheism usually is a problem of the will. Certainly there are intellectual atheists out there, but most of the time atheism is a problem of the will. And what I mean by that is that it's not that most atheists have thought about the arguments for the existence of God or thought about... um, uh, 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 where the universe comes from and things like that and come to the logical conclusion that obviously God doesn't exist. All those arguments are wrong. Most of the time, it's because there's something going on in their life where they don't want God to be there. And that's where I was. That's what I realized. Because I was really just my pride. I enjoyed the sins that I was committing. I enjoyed the life that I was living. I didn't want to give up. 
an hour on Sunday. You know, I, I was intellectually honest, honest enough to realize that if God exists, I can't live the life that I'm living. I have to change my life. I don't want to change my life, right? I like what I'm doing, right? And so I'd rather just reject God. <clears throat> so I wasn't really being intellectually honest because I hadn't really studied the issues. When I did start to study them, they, they made a lot of sense. And that's when I started to have to say, okay, are you going <laughs> to change your life or not? And so this was when I started, was able to kind of accept that gift of faith and the mm-hmm. grace that he was willing to give me in order to do that. So, I mean, very soon after I'm confirmed and and um, in my uh, uh, and finished with RCIA, <clears throat> one day I'm I'm praying the Rosary after Mass, and uh, you know I'd gotten into this habit because uh, once I decided I was going to be confirmed and come to the church. I was sitting at the in the, the Blessed Sacrament Chapel at Georgia Tech, and uh, I'm sitting in there praying. And I said to myself, "Well, if you're going to become Catholic, you know, maybe you should learn some Catholic prayers. So, what would be a good Catholic prayer to learn?" And I, I look to my right, and sitting on the bench there is a set of rosary beads and this little pamphlet that says how to pray the rosary. Wow! <laughs> and I say to myself. The rosary, I think that's a Catholic prayer. I think that's a good. So maybe I'll learn to say this. So I pick up the pamphlet and the beads, and I follow along the pamphlet, the meditations and the prayers and everything. I finish the rosary. I said, oh, I really like that. I'll do that again tomorrow. And so I start praying the rosary every day, right? And so I got in the habit of praying the rosary after Mass. Well, one day... After Mass, I'm praying the rosary, so I have to admit this was very prideful, very, very prideful. I look up and I think to myself, I would have given a different homily on that reading. Uh-huh. I would have said this and that. Right? Uh-huh. So I thought I could have done better than that priest. right? Yeah, yeah. So I admit, very, very prideful. I could do a better job than that priest right, of preaching. And, and then I was like, what? Wait. What, what, you're thinking about being a priest? No, that's silly. That's ridiculous. You could, you're barely a Catholic. You're barely confirmed, right? You know, you know nothing about this stuff. How can you even think you could preach better than that? Um, you know, my whole life from, from when I was a little kid, all I ever wanted was to be Joe Average, right? Live in the suburbs, have my uh, 2.1 children, 1.7 cars in the garage, my white picket fence, and just be Joe Average. So you could never be a priest. That's ridiculous, right? And, and, I have a horrible fear of public speaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate and here you are speaking. talking to 3.1 million <laughs> yeah. potential listeners. Okay, you shouldn't have told me that. You shouldn't have told me that. So as, there's no way you could get up there yeah. in front of all those people. And what could you possibly have to say to them, right? Yeah. There's no way you could do this. This is ridiculous. So so I, uh, I said, brush it out of my mind. That's just a silly thought. Couple of days later, after mass, I'm praying the rosary. I would have given different homily on that reading, right? Mm. Same thing comes up again, and I'm starting to think about this, and and this keeps popping up. This keeps popping up, and I keep thinking about this, and and I keep brushing out of my mind, and I'm like, no, this is ridiculous. You can't. There's there's no way. This is really really silly. But it won't go away. This this feeling, these thoughts, just keep popping up in my mind about becoming a priest. Well, this one Sunday I wake up, and from the moment I wake up, all I can think about is the priesthood. Hmm. And and 
I just, I just can't. I haven't told anybody because I'm like, people would think I'm nuts. Especially my friends from Notre Dame, right? There's no way they 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 could believe that I'm thinking about something like this. Yeah. So I haven't told anyone. I'm you know, just uh, uh, unwilling to say anything. But I wake up this one Sunday and I just can't get this out of my head all day long. So I said, okay, um, you know, that evening I'll go to mass early. I'll pray about it and so on. You know, there was a, a great article written, it was years ago back when I was in, about uh, the discernment process, you know, the five stages of grieving. Mm. And um, uh, this uh, seminarian, he was writing this, wrote this article about the five stages of discerning a vocation. And it's the same, right? It's you go through this denial phase where you say, there's no way God is calling me to be a priest, right? There's so many other people who are so much better than I am. Those are the people he's calling. He would never be calling me. Mm-hmm. And then you go through that um, that bargaining phase, right? Where you say to God, look, God, just let me have my family. And I'll tell you what, I'll have a dozen children and they'll all be priests and nuns. You'll be much better off if you just let <laughs> me have what I want, right? And then you go through that anger phase. You're like, yeah, I'm... Why does God want me to be a priest? Right, I'm, I'm never going to be able to have the, the, that family that I wanted. And you get you yelled, and why are you choosing me? You go through that uh, depression phase where you're like, you know, Ugh, I, uh, I'm not going to be able to have all those things that I've dreamt about my whole life. And then you get to that acceptance phase where you just kind of say, you know, you really can only be happy if you're doing God's will. He knows better than you, and so if you're willing to do that, then. Ultimately, he will take care of you, and you'll be happiest by following that. And you kind of go through this all five stages every day over and over again, right? Over and over. And so I said, I'm going to go pray this evening. I go early, and I run into the guy who was running my uh, the vocations program. uh, I mean, sorry, the RCIA program that I had just gone through. And and he calls me over, and he says, have you ever thought about becoming a priest? Mm. (laughs) And... So, uh, I don't know, maybe it's crossed my mind. Why do you say that? He said, well, the vocations director for the Archdiocese is offering Mass tonight. I thought maybe you two could meet up and, and talk. And say, so, okay, whatever. I go and I pray. And the vocations director, Monsignor Kenny at the time, Father Kenny, he walks up to me and he says, you know, I'm Father Kenny. I'm the vocations director for the Archdiocese. Um, a, a few people have given me your name and mentioned you to me. I'd love to take you out to dinner and, and just uh, have a conversation. So I said, sure. We exchanged phone numbers. He gives me a call. And I figure, okay, this will this will settle it. I'll tell him my whole story. He'll see I'm barely a Catholic, right? I've only been confirmed for a couple of months. Right? And he'll realize I don't have a vocation. And then I can just end all this. All right. So I'm to- going to interrupt you again because I am supposed to give you a high five. All right, that's from Casey. Casey okay. called in and said he was a former student of yours oh. and to give Father a high five, mm-hmm. and he made a donation. So so thank you to Casey. Thank, thank you, Casey. You. Yes, thank you to Jeannie Marie, and thank you to Karen, who have all called in and donated. All of your, your pledges have been matched dollar for dollar through the generosity of Mary. So we would like to keep that going. Can you give us a call, 678 688 4549 or go in on to the quest and donate online either way is great please let's just get let's let's take advantage we have two thousand dollars sitting here to match dollar for dollar let's take advantage of that and and really get the phone calls coming 
If you want to say hi to Father like Casey did, we'll do that whether you make a pledge or not. Just give us a call and let us know that you'd like a message to go to Father, and we will be glad to share it with him. We are talking with Father Augustin Tron. He's a teacher at Blessed Trinity High School. One of his former students, Casey, called in. Can you be the next one? 678-688-4549. All right, so we are going to to go back to Father's vocation story. This has got to be the longest. This is an awesome vocation story, really an awesome vocation story, and so much much detail and so much um, just really letting the Holy Spirit guide you step by step. It was like a step by step by step, and I don't even know that you knew that you were being guided at the time. So it's really an awesome story. So thank you for sharing with us. So we'll we'll pick that up. But again, please give us a call, 678-688-4549, or go online and donate at thequestatlanta.com. We're only with, with Father Tron until 557. So we need to make the most out of this next 17 minutes or so. So please give us a call. And we want to find out a little bit about Blessed Trinity High School, too. So mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and, and finish your vocation story. Mm-hmm. So I um, I go to the dinner with, my, with, with Father Kenny. I tell him the story. I figured he'll say, yeah, you don't have a vocation to priesthood. And, and instead, he says, I think you have vocation to the priesthood. Mm. I think you have vocation to Dawson's and priesthood here in Atlanta. And you said, what? Uh, right. I say said, that what? again? <laughs> and he says, uh, and I think that if, if you apply to the archdiocese, that we'll probably send you to Rome to study for seminary. Right? Uh, and so I was just like, did you listen to the story I just told you? Are you sure you heard the same story that I was I was saying? And he said, come come out to our vocations, holy hours, vocations, uh, masses. Be with other people who are praying, who are thinking about it, and um, and see if um, uh, see if being with them might help you with this. And so I continue to – I start doing that. I start going to vocations, holy hours. I start going to vocations um, – uh, uh, vocations masses um and can continue to pray about it and and i i'm i'm just confused i don't well, what does god want me to do you know I, I wanted to get my phd in aerospace engineering i wanted to do research i wanted to teach at university all this stuff but i'm starting to understand that you know really it's not what i want it's what god wants that will really make me happiest so i um uh what what monsignor convinced me of what he said to me was you know, the place to discern is is the seminary, right? That's where you go to live the life of a priest, to see how priests live. And it's much easier to discern from the inside by doing that. So uh, I came to the conclusion that I was uh, sufficiently confused that I should enter the seminary <laughs> to help me make with, with this discernment. And so I, I, I'm going out to dinner with Father, and I decide, okay, I'm going to tell him tonight that I'm going to apply for the Archdiocese. So we have dinner, and I say, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to apply. He says, good. I have an application out in the car for you. And I think he's the vocations director for the Archdiocese, right? So he must carry applications everywhere he goes, right? We get done with dinner. We go out to the car. I figured he'd open the trunk, open up his briefcase. he pull out an application. He goes to the passenger side door. He opens up the passenger door, and sitting on the passenger seat is one application, and it's got my name typed on it, and he hands it to me. Yeah. And I look at him, and I said, 
I said, Father, if I were a girl and this were a date, I would slap you right now. Yeah. I said, I can't believe you were so presumptuous as to think you knew what was going to happen tonight. And he said, I just had a feeling. That was what made Father Kenny such a great vocation director. He just, he knew when people had a vocation. He just had this incredible intuition. He was willing to walk up to some guy kneeling in church praying and say, hey, you want to go out to dinner and talk about priesthood? And so, um, and he was just wonderful, a, a wonderful man, a great example for for us. Um, he gives me application, I fill it in, I get accepted, um, I I do some pre theology at Mount St Mary's to prepare, um, and then I I studied in Rome for my theology. Hmm. Um, I come back, I'm ordained in 1998. Hmm. Uh, a few years later, Archbishop Donahue sends me to Catholic University to study canon law. I do that for a couple of years, 2002 to 2004, and then when I came back, uh, Archbishop Donahue sent me to Blessed Trinity, and I've been uh, teaching there ever since. Wow. So this is my 15th year there, and I'm loving it. I would love to, to die at BT and my, my uh, career there, my, my uh, priesthood there at Blessed Trinity. Really That's... enjoyed my time working with the kids there. It's pretty amazing. What... Help us to, to see... What is really, really special? Why do you say I love being there? What is really special? Just give us some highlights, but I'm going to give the, the phone number again. You know, what kinds of things do you teach? What are some of the, the special moments, some success stories? Obviously, Casey, who called in and, and made a pledge on your behalf, but uh, give us some highlights. But the number to call 678 688 678 688-4549. We would love to match whatever donation that you call in up to $2,000. I think now about $1,900 because of the other donations that have come in. We will match up to that through the generosity of Mary. Um, so give us a call. You, you know, a lot of people say, you know, all oh, my little bit doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, First of all, it does matter. It really does every matter because every little bit, no matter, you know, it's sacrificial giving. It's it's the sacrifice, not the gift. You know, it really is the amount of sacrifice that it takes, not the amount of the gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite donation ever was when somebody called in during a pledge drive and said, my husband and I have been giving $15. We've prayerfully considered it, and we can now give $17 a month. You know, it's like, Wonderful. wow, you know, yes. that was that was a sacrifice on their part. Right. So whatever you can give. Some people, you know, $17 no big deal, mm-hmm. you know? So so maybe you consider becoming a founder at $100 a month for 36 months. Whatever you can give, just give us a call, 678-688-4549. We're talking with Father Augustin Trani. He has shared with us his amazing vocation story. I really hope there were some young men listening that, that are inspired by his message and that will more seriously consider the call to the priesthood to at least go and explore. Like mm-hmm. you said, you just go and explore. It's easier to do that from the inside than from the outside. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully there's a young man out there that is listening that would like to do that. But we have only about six minutes left with you. So we want to make sure that we get to hear a little bit about Blessed Trinity, where mm-hmm. you said that you would love to spend many more years as mm-hmm. a teacher there. So let's hear a little bit about that. Uh, that uh, uh, great story. That's really the widow's might there. That uh, fifteen dollars to seventeen dollars. Yeah, every little bit helps. Um, uh, so I just I 
you know, I, I love working with that age, with the kids uh, that age. I teach apologetics, which is a senior level course. Mm-hmm. I teach uh, sacraments and ecclesiology, which are junior level courses. And, I, and then I teach an elective course called Morality in the Media, where we watch some contemporary movies and television shows and discuss some of the moral themes and stuff like that in them to try to teach them. I know how much the media... Um, affects kids today and how big a part of their life it is. And I want them to not just passively be influenced by it, but to think and actively uh, pay attention to what they're watching. We have great discussions in that class. So, um, uh, uh, so I've been, as I said, I've been doing this for 15 years at Blessed Trinity. It's a, it's a wonderful school in Roswell. Um, in fact, we have our open house just this Sunday uh, from one to three uh, will be our open house there at Blessed Trinity this Sunday. Um, and it's right on the grounds of St. Peter Chanel and Queen of Angels, right, and St. George Village. So it's kind of a, a whole little Catholic village that's right there. You can start from uh, from baptism, from birth, all the way to grave right there at, on that, <laughs> that little 90 acres there. Uh, but bless me, it's a... a, a uh, it's a wonderful school. I think the administration uh, has been great. All the administrators we've had, we just uh, have a new uh, principal this year, Kathy Lancaster, um, very supportive of what we're doing in the theology department and trying to uh, bring the faith to the kids. I love when uh, my old students will write back and say uh, something that we did in class really helped them in this class or the other, or they're like, you know, I'm having this conversation with this person, with this atheist or this this Protestant, and they just said this, and I remember that you covered it in class. Can you remind remind me what you said That's so that so I can cool. you know so I can uh, uh, defend the faith? So they really really take on to that apologetics and really uh, I think w- w- want to defend the faith and feel um, like it, it means more to them. So I always I always love when that happens, and uh, and we get that more often than than we, than, than one realizes. Um, and sometimes with students that you didn't think were listening in class, right, who will just come back and say, wow, I, I didn't even realize he was paying that close attention. And now you know, he's, he's trying to defend the faith. That's wonderful. Yes. Um, we're praying for vocations from BT. We're, uh, we just opened in 2000, and I started there in 2004. And so we haven't had any yet. We have had a couple who've gone through and discerned for a short period of time, but then, uh, but then left. We do have... Uh, uh, one girl who's uh, who's discerning with the Nashville Dominicans right now, Excellent. who's with them. So uh, we're hoping to get some vocations uh, from the school. But uh, yeah, they're they're just really good kids there, and um, you just enjoy uh, the atmosphere of working with that with that age group, and and with the teachers there. Mm-hmm. Excellent, 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 excellent. All right, so we have about three more minutes with you. And so we want, I just want to open it up to whatever you would like to share, either about Catholic Radio, about Blessed Trinity High School, about the priesthood, whatever you would like to share. And then I want to make sure that that you, if you would, give us your blessing to mm-hmm. go to all of us here in the studio, as mm-hmm. well as out through the airwaves to the potential 3.1 mm-hmm. million listeners. <laughs> they, you know, you don't like speaking to groups, though. I know that. So I won't say that again. 678 688 Four five four nine is the number to call. I'd sure love to get a few more calls for this matching pledge. We are going to be welcoming at six o'clock Andrew Shope and uh, Tammy Kennedy, who are going to talk about sex trafficking, and they're mostly going to do the interviewing, and I'm just going to sit back and every once in a while break in. So stay tuned. But but we're we want to talk with Father Augustine Tron. Mm. So. 
uh, obviously, I'm very passionate about Catholic education, and that's why so I love teaching. So that's why I'm not only involved with uh, Blessed Trinity, I'm also involved with Regina Chaley, as you heard at the very mm-hmm. beginning there, which is a, a Catholic homeschooling hybrid. So it's really for homeschoolers. Um, I'm on their board of directors, and, and I assist there with some of their technology and things like that, and, and I'm their chaplain. But So that's really for homeschoolers to assist homeschoolers by coming uh, two days a week to uh, to have tutors that assist, uh, that help them. And that's also another wonderful program for those who might not be able to afford some of the other Catholic schools or uh, those who just are really dedicated to homeschooling who need some help. And so... Um, uh, Regina Chaley is also there having a big fundraiser that's coming up on November 10th. They call it the Fabulous Fathers. It's a big talent show where priests come out, Father Neil Dabliwala, Father um, Jack Durkin will be out there uh, performing. And so it's a big event that they have for uh, for fundraising also. So you know, if you want to support Catholic education, either through uh, uh, through the school, through Blessed Trinity, come to our open house on Sunday, or to Regina Chaley for homesco- homeschooling on November 10th, right? Or um, And also, of course, with the, with the radio here, with the program here, and uh, support the... Uh, this wonderful program. That is part of Catholic education, That's too. That's also part of Absolutely. That's exactly what's happening in Catholic education. All right, so your blessing. Mm-hmm. And I will kneel down, and mm-hmm. it goes out mm-hmm. to, to all out through the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit down upon this endeavor. Help them to always be united with you in all they say and do, and their fidelity and faithfulness. We ask that you... Uh, bless all those who work here, all those who are listening. And so through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, your patron saints, and your guardian angels, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. To love and to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank Thanks you. Thanks be to God. All right. So that was Father Augustin Tron, teacher at Blessed Trinity High School. Great homilist. We didn't even get to talk about the homilies, but I can see <laughs> that's that that's good. true. What a wonderful vocation story. Please give us a call, 678-688-4549.